This is 5 Minute Friday on Gemini Pro 1.5, the million token LLM. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast. I'm your host, John Crone. In our most recent episode, number 761, we detailed the public release of Google's Gemini Ultra, the only LLM that is in the same class as OpenAI's GPT-4 in terms of capabilities. Well, hot on the heels of that announcement is the release of Gemini Pro 1.5. To recap quickly, Google's Gemini family contains models of three sizes. You've got Nano, which is the smallest and intended for edge devices like phones. You've got Pro, that's their mid-size model, which is intended for most use cases. And then the third, the biggest, is Ultra, which is intended for cutting-edge capabilities. So with that in mind, the first crazy thing about the Gemini Pro 1.5 is that this mid-size model has comparable capabilities to Gemini Ultra, the big model, 1.0. And that Gemini Ultra 1.0 was just released a couple weeks ago. So this is a big, um, a big release already. Uh, I, it's crazy how quickly it's, it's coming out. Um, if it's accurate, and my anecdotal experience with Gemini Pro 1.5 so far suggests it is, this means that the mid-size Gemini Pro 1.5 is close to the capabilities of GPT-4. And because it's only a mid-size model, this means that it's faster and more affordable to use than either Gemini Ultra or GPT-4. How did Google pull this big feat off? Well, they used the same mixture of experts, MOE approach as OpenAI did for GPT-4, but evidently Google figured out how to use it to more dramatic effect. The way these mixture of experts architectures work is they consist of multiple different large language models. One of these Submodels might specialize in, say, math, while another specializes in code, and a third specializes in literature. It's probably not as clear-cut and simple as that, but I'm just saying it like that um, for the purposes of illustrating how you have these different specialized submodel LLMs that form the mixture of experts. Depending on the input you provide to the whole architecture, your request will be routed to one of these specialized LLMs. So. Again, using my probably oversimplified example, if you ask a math problem, it'll go to the math submodel. If you provide it with a coding problem, it'll go to the coding submodel, and so on. It's not known how many expert LLMs make up the Gemini Pro 1.5 architecture, but for a rough benchmark to aid your understanding of the mixture of experts concept, GPT-4 is rumored to have eight of these submodels. So again, it's not public how Google is using the mixture of experts approach so effectively, but as the company that originally published on the mixture of experts uh, <laughs> on the mixture of experts approach in 2017, I've got a link to that paper from 2017 in the show notes. Um, but yeah, as the company that originally published on the mixture of experts approach in 2017, it perhaps isn't surprising that they've managed to overtake OpenAI on implementing it effectively. Beyond the high level of capabilities, the second crazy thing about Gemini 1.5 is that it has a million token context window. That's massive. For comparison, the OpenAI model with the largest context window is its GPT-4 Turbo, which has a 128K token context. That's like an eighth of the size. The foundation model with the largest context window period is Anthropic's Claude 2 model. And its 200,000 token context window is just a fifth of Gemini 1.5 Pros. 
How big is a million token context? Well, for reference, a context of a million tokens corresponds to about 700,000 words. Given that novels are seldom longer than 100,000 words, this means you could drop text the length of seven or more typical length novels into Gemini 1.5 Pro and ask questions about all seven of those models, uh, all seven of those novels at once. Um, my friend Ali Miller, a super famous um, AI for business expert who has like one and a half million followers on LinkedIn, um, Ali Miller demonstrated this incredible capability, this huge context window, by dropping eight quarters worth of Amazon shareholder reports and earning call transcripts into Gemini 1.5 Pro, and the model provided insightful answers to questions like, what was an Amazon focus for 2022 that is weirdly absent from the 2023 shareholder calls and reports? So she provided it with a huge amount of context, was able to ask that question, and got great answers I've got a link to her social media post about this for you to dig into it in more detail if you're interested. Okay, so that's one example that Ali had, but how can we trust that implementing a huge context window in general is not just for show, but it really works? Well, that is, how do you know a model is actually able to reliably attend to the important information from across that huge million token window? Well, according to Google, they used a so-called needle-in-a-haystack evaluation wherein a small piece of text containing a particular fact is placed within a long block of text. And Gemini 1.5 Pro was able to find the embedded text within a million token input context 99% of the time. That is pretty damn good. Yeah, again, it isn't independently verified, but uh, quite a stat there from Google. This attention over huge stretches of text allows Gemini 1.5 Pro to learn new skills from a long prompt. For example, you can provide the model with a grammar manual for a language that is outside of the model's training data, and the model will be able to translate from English into that new language at a similar level to a human learning the same content. Super cool application there. And of course, an LLM like Gemini can do this learning many orders of magnitude more quickly than a person could. As if all that I've mentioned so far, the incredible capabilities, the million token context window, if those two things, as if those weren't enough, the third crazy thing about Gemini 1.5 Pro is that it is multimodal. And we've become accustomed in recent months to the multimodal capabilities of GPT-4V, which accepts both images and text as input, but Gemini 1.5 Pro goes a big step further by also accepting audio or video as inputs too. With its million token context window, this allows Gemini 1.5 Pro to be fed an hour of video, 11 hours of audio, 30,000 lines of code, or again, 700,000 words of context as input. So to put this to the test, um, I was fortunate to have access, early access to Gemini 1.5 Pro, the million token context model. And so uh, recently my talent manager asked me to come up with a showreel. Um, so like a few minute video with highlights of clips from uh, podcast episodes, other things that I've done. And so I thought, well, instead of watching these videos myself, how about I provide them to Gemini 1.5 Pro and have it identify highlights in the videos? So I took um, one episode, one particular episode, episode number 589 with Hillary Mason. I thought this was an interesting one because I did it live on stage um, with the guest in person. And so 
I thought this might look cool in a highlight reel. And so I provided this 54 minute long video into um, the into the model. So uh, uploaded it into the Google AI Studio, uh, which has a click and point GUI that you can use. Um, so selected Gemini 1.5 Pro as my model. Um, if you're listening to this uh, on a podcast and it sounds like I'm being a little slow and deliberate here, that's because for the YouTube version, I'm actually right now showing a screen share of what I'm doing. So hopefully that translates well to the audio format. I think it will. Um, and so basically I uh, uploaded a video. Um, it identified this 54 minute video is taking up 860,000 of the million tokens that I have in that gigantic context window. And then I added a little bit of text. Specifically, I asked the algorithm to um, use timestamps to identify a half a dozen points, to identify a half a dozen points in this video where the host, John Crone, showcases personality and intelligence. And uh, I'm saying that because that's specifically what talent manager asked for. Um, so this is to help us identify candidate clips for a highlight reel. So it has this task of identifying these uh, these points in the video, these timestamps in the video where I showcase um, kind of great hosting skills. And it pumped out what look kind of at a glance like good results, but in fact, they definitely are not. The timestamps don't make sense. Um, so it provides six timestamps. And uh, remember, this is a 54 minute long video. The sixth timestamp was for the five minute and 55 second mark. And it says, Crone thanks Mason for her time and insights. This shows his appreciation for others and their contributions. That doesn't make any sense because the video is 54 minutes long. There's no way five, six minutes in, I'm saying thanks um, and kind of wrapping up the podcast. So I wrote back to the algorithm. I said, those timestamps don't make sense. Uh, for example, the 555 timestamp is near the end of the hour long video. And the algorithm apologizes I'm still under development and learning to understand and respond to complex instructions. And then it basically outputs, as far as I can tell, the exact same output again. So I started to dig into this a little bit more. I was like, okay, well, maybe the timestamps are wrong, but the content being output could be great. So I checked the transcript to try to identify where these outputs were, and it turns out everything that Gemini 1.4 1.5 Pro output was uh, hallucinated, completely made up and done very confidently. And I dug into this a bit more and it turns out that this is because for whatever reason, at this time, um, when you upload a video, it doesn't include processing of the audio of that video. <laughs> I wrote to the algorithm, I said, those timestamps don't make sense. For example, the 555 timestamp is near the end of the hour long video. And the algorithm apologizes. It says that it is still under development and learning to understand and respond to complex instructions. But then it basically outputs exactly the same text verbatim. So I realized that that approach wasn't going to work. The timestamps obviously don't make sense. So I said, okay, instead of timestamps, output a sentence of the dialogue at each of the six points that you identified. And in this case, it Still provides me with the timestamps, but it does provide quotes. So that way I could go to the transcript and try to find these quotes. It turns out the quotes are not in the episode. 
It is a complete fabrication. So the algorithm just confidently made up dialogue between Hillary Mason and me. It all sounds plausible, but in fact, it is completely made up. And it goes into huge detail. This stuff about patients with a risk of developing sepsis, what were the challenges you, pay, you faced with those data. Edward, it's all made up, which is wild. Um, and I dug into it a bit more, and it turns out that the reason for this is that uh, Gemini 1.5 Pro, for whatever reason, at this time that I'm using it, it doesn't uh, consider the audio of videos that are uploaded. <laughs> so it can only do video. So then I thought, okay, I'll come up with a, a test that should work for that. And so I simply said, when is the host smiling? And this, it did very, very well indeed. So it provided um, several dozen timestamps over this 54 minute long video. And I checked all of them and they all are indeed points in the video when I'm smiling. And <laughs> uh, if you're thinking, is John just smiling throughout the whole video? Is this a very easy test? No, a lot of the time the camera is on Hillary and a whole bunch of the time when the camera is on me, uh, I am not smiling. So that's pretty cool. It turns out in the end that the algorithm does work very well as long as you're not expecting to get um, audio results from the video alone. So I'm gonna experiment with this a bit more, uh, maybe some blend of approaches here. So trying to identify points in the video where say I'm smiling, um, but also then I could provide the audio separately and ask for points in the audio where, um, you know, where I'm putting on a good performance, where I'm doing interesting things. And I could combine those things together um, cross-reference those video timestamps with the smiling, the audio where, you know, there's interesting dialogue. And so that might be the approach that I follow next. Overall, very cool experience. It's surreal to me that we can be doing this kind of thing so quickly. And um, so to recap all of the crazy features of Gemini 1.5 Pro that have just been released. First, it approximates GPT-4's capabilities, but it is much smaller, faster, and cheaper. Second, it has a million token context window, which is five times larger than the input accepted by Claude 2, the closest contender on the context window front. And number three, it's multimodal. It accepts text, code, images, audio, and video as input. Well, whew, <laughs> that is the end of the crazy feature exposition for today. But looking ahead a bit, I've got more, which is that Google also reports that the company has 10 million token context window models under development. That's 10x the huge million token context windows that I've been talking about all day today. And that corresponds to a model that can be prompted with roughly 10 hours of video, 100 hours of audio, or 70 novels. It's wild how exponential AI developments are these days. Um, I hope you find it exciting and have the cogs turning in your mind on all the ways you could take advantage of these emerging capabilities at work in products you're developing, or in your personal life. If you can't wait to get started with Gemini 1.5 Pro, you can access it via Google AI Studio, while enterprises can access it via GCP's Vertex AI. I've got links to both of those things in the show notes. And as of recording, by default, you can only access a 128,000 token version of Gemini 1.5 Pro, but I've got a link for you in the show notes for joining the waitlist for the million token version. Conjecture on my part, but it feels like a safe assumption that 
In addition to all the stuff I've talked about today, Google is probably working on a Gemini Ultra 1.5, not just a Gemini Pro 1.5. So remember from the beginning of the episode that that Ultra is the large, uh, the largest language model category that Google has been working on recently. If my conjecture is right, then I wonder if that Gemini Ultra 1.5 will be the first model to definitively overtake OpenAI's GPT-4 from a capability standpoint. If so, Google, who were the longtime undisputed leaders in the AI space, they could potentially be reclaiming their crown. All right, that's it for today. If you enjoyed today's episode or know someone who might consider sharing the episode with them, leave a review of the show on your favorite podcasting platform, tag me in a LinkedIn or Twitter post with your thoughts. I'll respond to those. Or if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the show. Most importantly, however, I hope you'll just keep on listening. Until next time, keep on rocking it out there, and I'm looking forward to enjoying another round of the Super Data Science Podcast with you very soon. Bye.